Hello and welcome to the Halloween Christmas episode, because it's the Christmas episode podcast that's coming out closest to Halloween. Yeah. Where we dissect, debate, and discuss the cheeriest episodes of your favorite television programs. And I'm just going to let the cat out of the bag. We did not watch a TV show. We're not pulling anything out of a hat. Brent and I pulled an audible. We didn't. We are not introing. We've already watched what we're talking about. And as you can see by the title, we watched Midsummer, which is supposed to be kind of the horror movie of the moment. And it got brought on by my wife and I watching Hereditary over the weekend. And Brent watching the back half with us because, you know, you watch horror movies in two parts. Yeah, I had already, yeah, you watch it in two parts and I had already seen it. So Brent came over and watched it and we were like, oh, he has a new movie out, the guy who directed it, and we should watch it for the Halloween Christmas episode. And so we just watched Midsummer, just finished it. It looks like Midsommar. Midsommar. But it's Swedish. So, so we'll allow it. My my logic here behind watching this one was again. Yeah, explain yourself because people are going to be in, up in arms over this. We wanted to hear about Cheers again. Yeah. Um, my logic. It's my, very off brand for us. Yeah, my rationale was just like, let's let's end Spooktober with a bang, and uh, watch a, a real scary movie, like a legit horror movie. And um, we didn't have a lot of time, so I didn't want to do an intro before. I just wanted to get right into the Yeah, because this movie was like two hours and 18 minutes long. Yeah, it was long. Um, yeah, Could have been cut down by about 30 minutes. You thought it was really slow. I thought it was so slow. I enjoyed but it. But I think the slowness adds to the... Yes, it's very dreary, very eerie. Kind of like... But like dreary, but like also very bright. I think that's what I really liked about it was the flower imagery. Just so bright, but you could just tell there was this like really kind of painfully dark thing happening behind the scenes. But anyway, so it's everyone's eyes. Yeah. My, my like horror movie Moby Dick was hereditary. Like I've always, <laughs> since I saw the trailer, since I heard about it, I was like, I never will see that movie. It's too scary. Hunter does not like scary. I movies. do not like scary movies at all. And so I saw hereditary again over the weekend and it scared me. I mean, I've not stopped thinking about it. He's and been shook by it, y'all. It really got to me, and we don't need to get into Hereditary here on the pod. I'm sure you've all seen it, or if you haven't, you can watch it. I do not recommend watching it. I do recommend watching it. It's not scary. It's very it's entertaining. It's so scary. Hereditary is so scary. It's and not scary. If I think Hereditary is so scary and you don't, I will go on record and say Midsummer is actually not scary. Yeah, no, it's not. It is not a horror movie. It's not a horror movie. It's a, it's a cult thriller. It is a cult thriller. So... Basically, the premise, and again, meaning that this is a cult classic. That there's Midsummer. This is Midsummer three. <laughs> what? The first two came out in the sixties. Oh, oh, oh! I see what you're saying. No, no. It literally surrounds a cult in Sweden. And again, I'm sure I'll do something in the beginning before the theme song. But this is a heavy spoiler in the podcast. Yes, please. If you haven't seen, if Midsummer, you have not seen Midsummer, if you would like to see Midsummer, please tune us off listen, right now because we're going to spoil. We're going to give you three seconds to turn off the podcast if you ever want to see Midsummer. Three, two, spoiler alert. Um, I was going to spoil the sixth sense they were dead the whole time, but I guess that could honestly fit into Midsummer. I don't think they were dead the whole time, obviously, but they weren't. No. Um, basically this movie's about, if you're still listening, you're, you're in the clear. <laughs> you haven't spoiled anything. Basically this movie's about a, a lady named Danny, Danny, whose family dies, tragically dies in the because beginning. Because her sister kills them all via carbon monoxide poisoning. Yeah. Her sister's depressed. Bipolar. Bipolar. She sends an email to Danny. It's like, I don't think blah, so, blah, blah. Yeah. We're, it's over. It's we're over. Done. I'm taking my parents, I'm taking the parents with me. Yeah. She did it. And so she, the scene 
it opens with Danny calling her parents, and leaving they a voicemail. Look like they're sleeping. Look like they're sleeping. And she leaves a voicemail. And she's like, "Hey, I just got an email. Um, it's really weird. I'm really scared. So if you could just give me a call back." And turns then, out, turns out they were dead. Yeah, it's they were dead. Very the whole time. tragic. Yeah, they were dead the whole time. So then she's kind of grieving, you know, and she has this boyfriend, rightfully who's, so, grieving. who's not super into her. But I think that he feels forced to stay with her because she's hurting so badly. Yeah. And then he's some sort of like doctoral student in anthropology. All of his it friends doesn't are. feel like they're getting their doctorate. Like it feels like there's like a bunch of bros on vacation. It literally feels like they're an undergrad and they're like graduating with honors and they're writing their thesis and yeah. they're like anthropology students. Yeah. It, it, that was not clear. But anyway, they kind of just decide they're going to go to Sweden with their friend Pele. Yeah, Pele's from this village in Sweden, and he's like, you guys need to come. It's our summer festival. It's a big it's deal. N- it's a huge, big deal, nine days, and they're like, heck yeah, we're going to go to Sweden. We're going to hook up with girls. It's going to be a party. We're they're gonna, thinking of the film Eurotrip, yeah, for sure. And they're they're like pleasantly surprised when they get there. We're doing drugs. We're hanging like, out oh, with people. Oh, we're about to trip, and then it takes a... Very, very sharp turn. Yeah. So basically all of them die. They all. And again, if you're listening, you've seen the movie and you don't care what if we're spoiling it for you. They all die in various levels of grisliness. Except for Danny. Pun intended. Danny becomes the new May Queen. And so they're kind of teasing this idea of like there's this May Queen and um, which, you know, she she wins this game or whatever. And then it's a dance competition. Yeah, it's a little bit like so you think you could dance. But they were literally all throwing the competition. So that so she would win. win. Yeah, because I don't know. Anyway, so she becomes the May Queen. She wears a a dress full of flowers. It's beautiful. And she kind of gets to make decisions for the for the troop Mm -hmm. and her friend. So she went with Will Poulter from what's that movie's in? We're the the Millers. Millers. He's in Bandersnatch. And in Bandersnatch. That's right. And then Chidi from Good Place. Mm-hmm. And then her boyfriend. What is his name? I've oh, seen him. Christian. He's in Sing Street. Jack Rayner. Yeah, Jack Rayner. And so he's. I was going to say Ryan something. No, it's Jack Rayner. And then so that th- those four. So then Chidi gets hit in the head with a hammer because he's taking pictures of their Bible, which mm-hmm. he's not supposed to do. Will Poulter pees on their tree of inherit of like their, their ancestral and then tree. They cut his skin off and wear it. Mm-hmm. Which is what you do. Mm-hmm. And then Danny actually chooses her boyfriend to be burned alive dressed in a bear suit <laughs> because he had sex with a 14-year-old girl who was in love with him. I love that everyone's th- listening to this and is probably being like, why did they watch this movie? They should have watched Cheers. <laughs> like, this movie sounds awful. Yeah. But again, it was the movie of the moment. It's like the horror movie It was of a the big moment. movie of the summer. Yeah. And then... Well, yeah. I've been wanting to see it. Yeah, I did. I did, and then I was like, I can't see. And after seeing Hereditary, I was like, I need to see Midsummer. That's kind of how I felt too. I was like, I can't because see... because I loved Hereditary. Right, I can't see Midsummer until I see Hereditary because I was like, I can't, I can't be that kind of fan. So I, I, I did it all. I did it all. So he's a real fan. Um, yeah. So I have a couple questions for you based on the film Midsummer that we just watched. Are have you, you sure? ever seen the movie The Wicker Man? No. Okay, so The Wicker Man is a movie from the 60s or early 70s. I think I looked it up. I think it was the early 70s. Early 70s. There's a remake with Nicolas Cage, which is kind of a meme, but... Classic Nicolas Cage. He has to ruin everything. I I have not seen the Nicolas Cage version. This will not surprise you based on what I've told you about my dad in the past. My dad actually had me watch The Wicker Man when I was like nine. Um, Because he's like, this is my favorite movie of all time. Because I was like, oh, I'm into... How traumatic. 
Well, so here's the premise of The Wicker Man. Now here are some heavy spoilers for a 50-year-old movie. Um, Don't tell me. <laughs> basically, this cop gets called to investigate this island that's doing a bunch of like pagan sex rituals where this girl has gone missing. So like this girl's gone missing on this town. Like you got to come and you got to investigate. And he's like, chill. And he starts to uncover this vast conspiracy. And he decides to like keep staying on the island, keep figuring it out, keep, you know, investigating. And it turns out, here's the big spoiler. He's like finding, he finds this girl. He finds her still alive and intact. And they're like, we, we didn't, she never was missing. We just needed you, 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 the cop to come. Cause we're going to sacrifice you to the wicker man. Yeah. So there's this big wicker statue of a guy. They put him in the head. They light it on fire. So the whole movie you don't realize that this guy is the target. He's been the target that's been orchestrated all of the events in the movie to get this guy in this situation. Mm -hmm. So Pele is their, their, you know, their Swedish friend in the beginning. And, and at first Danny, the, mm -hmm. the protagonist, I guess, wasn't yeah. supposed to come. Yeah. She wasn't not invited. <laughs> she was not invited. And then her boyfriend, because they all dislike her. Yeah. Her boyfriend invites her. And then Pele has that moment with her. He's like, I'm really glad you're coming. Do you think... I'm really glad specifically that you're coming. Yeah, okay, so that's my question. Do you think he had some sort of like foreknowledge here? He's like always knew that that was going to be the girl. She was going to be the one. I don't know. I don't... Th I think it just happened, like the happenstance of it was like, oh. Right. This is... She's going to be the May Queen. Right, so Hereditary, if you zoom out, it was all orchestrated by one group. Yes. You don't think that this town orchestrated all of this because Pele brought... Well, I mean, I think that they sent them out like when he's talking about their ages and how they have to go out on like pilgrimage or whatever. I right. think they're going out to find people to bring back. I don't think that because Danny wasn't initially invited and they're talking about it two weeks out. I don't think he was like, Danny's going to be the May Queen. I think he was just like, oh, I'm going to bring these three dudes and we're going to kill them. <laughs> they're they not going to make it out. So that they're, was my question. They're like, my sacrifices. That was my question to you again midway through the movie. I wonder if you have a different answer. Do you think there was a scenario where the Americans don't die? Maybe if like this village had a car. Okay. That's a good point. <laughs> but no. They're literally like, if you watch the movie, they're being handed some sort of concoction to drink, to trip at like every meal, every turn of like a scene they're like here drink this it's yeah. herbal it's from the spring water <laughs> with a little bit of natural stuff and that's what like causes them all to trip out like they're constantly like they yeah, have no sense of time because in this village like there's like four hours of nighttime. sun doesn't set like, really they get there initially and they're they take shrooms and they're initially tripping and they sleep through an entire day basically right and then like everyone around them they don't want to be rude because they don't want to be like insulting of their culture That's another question i have later they don't want to um in two of them josh and christian are like super intrigued and like are wanting to learn like, about right the their people. phd thesis yes theses so yeah i think that's a great point i think that you hit on something that i really actually loved about the movie was it's um criticism of like ethnocentrism that says um you know, Please explain for all of our <laughs> listeners what ethnocentrism is. Just the idea that your ethnicity, your worldview, your customs and culture are supreme and those are the true north of how people should act. So there's a scene early on where the old people, like, because mm -hmm. they elect nine people every year to be sacrificed, mm -hmm. two old people just jump off a cliff. Literally. Just like, 
that happens like within the first hour. They huck it off the cliff, and that's that scene is very gory. Yeah, super that scene, gory. That's the goriest part of the whole movie. Yeah, and then um, these two British people that happen to be there as well, who are from outside, they're freaking out. Like, what is wrong with you people? Like, why would you yeah. do this? They're like, and, are you seeing this? Yeah, and I think that was a really interesting scene. So how? Because the Brits were like overreacting, and the Americans were literally just like, puking. "Whoa, well, they man. were puking." They were like, "Whoa, man!" They were tripping hard. Danny was completely just in shock and was so just can, staring. So my question for you, Brent, is: Can you think of a situation that you've been where you're in complete shock, in watching complete someone? Shock, but it's normal for them. <sighs> no, I can't think off the top of my head. Um. Ah. Maybe oh my gosh. <laughs> Maybe the first time I went to like a Christian church because I grew up in the Catholic church. Oh, that is so funny. And everyone like went their hands up and everyone's like swaying and their eyes are closed and like everyone's telling like, yes, Jesus. And you're like, when do these old people jump I'm off like, a cliff? I'm like, what? Where are the hymns? Where are the slow hymns? Why are we not standing up That and was definitely down? like a... Okay, so everyone seems to be on the same page here, <laughs> except for me. Are you seeing this? They're not taking the bread. I literally was like, "Are you seeing this?" They're all the no one's shaking hands. Why would people shake? Because it's like uh, greet th greet those around you, and then it's like peace be with you. You do that. At, you don't do a meet and greet at your church. Well, yeah, but it's like we do. We go. We do go to different churches. Cats out of the bag. Cats out of the bag. I go to this church in Sweden. <laughs> what you do? Yeah, yeah. It's a once a year. Oh man, are you? Do you I, have it, you ever been to something where you invited you? me this year to the Swedish church? Yeah, you couldn't make it. Did we ever get the name of the village? Hagas. Ha, yeah, Hagenslot. Ha, I think it was. I think I'm gonna Google to see if we can go. I don't want to go. <laughs> why would you want to go after? Let's see if this there's movie? something like that. This movie is about why people like us. Oh, get also. Murdered. Also, if you're listening to this, it's probably just a few days before Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, it's two days before. I need as many bodies as I can. <laughs> right? I am trying to get together a Halloween costume. I need everyone in white linen. I need everyone to have some sort of like embroidery on and their clothes. One person can wear a bear. One person is allowed to be the bear. And I want us to go as the village people from this movie. Yes, I agree. I think it's great. I think it's hysterical. No one will get it. Absolutely no one will get it. I think people will get it. I think this was a popular movie. People will be movie. like, are you like modern angels? Like, what is this? <laughs> Something like that. On certain parts of Sweden, you'd consider me an angel. <laughs> I don't have blonde hair. I could dye it, though. Were they all? They weren't all blonde. They weren't all blonde. Hey, Maya wasn't was, blonde. Maya was a Maya was a redhead. redhead. Maya was a redhead. Would you call her the antagonist of the film? No. Who's the antagonist? Um, Ruben. Well, I see actually a, an interesting thought, Brent. Were the Americans the antagonists for stepping over cultural lines and getting killed for it? How do you think? No. How do you think they would have killed the Americans if they hadn't stepped out of line? That's a good question. I don't know because they each did something that like yes triggered th them. That's my that was like my big pull was like okay so had they not stepped out of line would they be alive still? The wearing of the skin I didn't love. That that spooked me quite a bit. It was very House of Wax. If you've seen House of never, Wax, never have I ever. I don't like horror movies. <laughs> in House of Wax, they kill visitors to this town and literally turn them into wax figures in the town. So, like, imagine their the bodies. TripAdvisor. The bodies are like paralyzed. So, like, they cut off all the skin of the bodies and they cover them in wax. But the underneath the wax is like their muscle and like. <sighs> 
they're alive, like they can sense things. They just can't move because they're paralyzed. So I got a lot of House of Wax vibes. Ugh, I don't like that movie <laughs> With at the all. skin cutting. What's the scariest movie you've ever seen? Uh, when a Stranger Calls. Oh, we've talked about this. Yeah, that one shook ago. me. When a Stranger I should calls. watch it again, though, because I wonder if it's as scary as I think it is. I'm a little scaredy cat. Hereditary was the scariest movie I've ever seen in my oh entire my life. Gosh. That's funny because our friend Cheyenne told me she went and saw Hereditary in theaters and said that it was like the scariest movie she'd seen in a long time. Like her and Austin, her yeah. brother, left and were both like, oh, man, that messed me up. That's funny you say that because I've spoken to Austin about this as well, and he told me he didn't think it was that scary. Well, he's a liar. Well, or Cheyenne's a liar. Maybe. I don't know. The last, yeah, the last 15 minutes will spook anybody in Hereditary, though. Yeah, it's just weird. It's just so weird. But I did. Hunter and I both enjoyed this movie. I I was like, this is a... This is a it kind was of kind of a, funny. Kind of a fun hang. Dude, it was pretty funny. The Will Poulter character was If vaping. you're looking for a dark comedy, this movie is it. <laughs> he was vaping the whole time. Like on one of those like huge, like not a jewel, like huge. He's cha- he was cloud chasing 24-7. And there was a point where we're like, how does he still have vape juice? Yeah, Will Poulter. I think Will Poulter was probably the antagonist. He was the one that was like, oh, he's dude, break up with your girlfriend. Yeah, I'm bored. Yeah. Um, I didn't know the tree was special. <laughs> I just peed on a tree. Yeah, he kind of sucked. I do I do think that he was the antagonist. I agree with that. What what will stay with you from this movie? Um honestly, nothing negative. Probably like I think it was just really beautiful. It was a good movie. Like the village. I said to Hunter when the movie when they get to the village, they like walk through this like almost like a um entryway, but it's like a sun, like it's like a wooden sun that they've painted yellow. And I was like, I imagine that this is what the kids of heaven look like. And Hunter goes, nope, no way. There is nothing <laughs> heavenly about this movie. But it, they're kind of, if you see it, like the imagery, like there's like, they're walking on this like flower path and there's like this sun gate and like everyone's in white and they're literally playing like piccolos and like flutes. It's, and there's like cows in the background and like flowers and cherry blossom trees. Like it felt very serene. It's not worth what happens to them. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't imagine that the activities are the same. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that God's up there like, hey, y'all, come eat this fun meat pie. God is Southern. Yeah, he definitely is. And it's my God. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I had a lot of thoughts. I'll be, I think what will stick with me most about this movie is just the, the fact that this could be real. Like this was not like hereditary I was thinking where I was it like, exists in this supernatural space that you have to suspend a little bit of disbelief to get into. Like this could have happened. I texted my friend who's from Denmark and I said, have you seen the movie Midsummer?" And she said, F no. Cause she's like, <laughs> that ish looks crazy. And I was like, I'm wondering if this is what your life in Denmark is like. <laughs> yeah. Because it literally could have been real. What's I like the, imagine there are cults like this. Wh- oh, that's that's pretty spooky. That that, that could be. A I think that's probably like the haunting idea is that there's probably something like this that exists. Yeah, and like Hereditary, we just have no idea. This, yeah, uh, I don't want to think about that. But like Hereditary, this movie had like really killer cinematography. Yes, it did. The way the shots transition just smash. Lots of mirror shots in this yeah. movie. I wonder what that represents. What do you think that represents? Mirrors, um, reflections. Well, they were all at, sides. The mirrors were all used in the intros, like the city scenes, because when you get to the village, there are no mirrors. So I don't know why he's I did so not heavily. I mean, he, yeah. It's like a mirror, the bathroom mirror. Yeah. The apartment mirror, the mirror in the living room, the mirror in the airplane. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of mirror shots, you're right. Maybe it's just like a fun trick to do. Maybe he just figured out. I mean, it worked. It opened the space. 
It yes. tripped us up. The space, yeah, the way that he, again, and I was watching a little bit behind the scenes of Hereditary where he, like, uh, I'm kind of spoilers for Hereditary, a lot of Tony Collette's characters scenes we love Tony Collette. are her making dollhouses and miniatures. Yeah, miniatures. And um, I guess miniature Ari, like Aster, Ari Aster, he set up, he sets up his his sets like that where you don't have to like cut we're going to another room he can just roll the camera on the dolly and we're in the next room with the people mm -hmm. so i think that i think we saw a lot of that in this movie like their apartment was like that and yeah he did so many i just we tried to get him on the pod y'all we're sorry he does not have an instagram or if he does it's very well hidden because i tried to dm him to be like call in bro you call two in. of your biggest fans trying to talk to you two of your most curious what fans. would you ask him I, I mean, I would want to know like where the idea came from. Yeah, um, I would imagine the Wicker Man is probably a really big inspiration. Because I wonder the Wicker. I'm Man, sure there's some articles out there that talk some think with pieces. him. Yeah. Um, I would want to know the greatest challenges in shooting. What was so hard? What was hard about the bear? <laughs> How did you train that bear to sit so well? So Empire Online Movies has an article, Midsummer director Ari Aster on avoiding the influence of the Wicker Man. Hmm. Oh, interesting. 1973 Creep Fest. Yeah. I feel like people who like horror films, though, have seen a lot of horror films. Yeah. Like he, he's, it's hard to not be influenced by someone else's work. Yeah. Regardless if it's, you think it's an original idea or not. Yeah, and this is interesting because the movie ends differently than the wicker man does obviously and he says this i tried to avoid it making this movie like the wicker man totally. as much as i could mm -hmm. i think that what the movie tries to do is to point to the wicker man and set up expectations native to that film and then take a left turn from there and go somewhere surprising and it's true that's exactly what happens yeah what did you how did you feel about the ending of this movie so i think for me i one time was listening to a podcast that my friends used to do about movies on Netflix called The Common Era. Shout out to The Common Era, now defunct. And um, they had a film professor on there from Point Loma Nazarene University named James Wicks. And James Wicks, is a, is a he's a boss. He'd actually be, if we could get him, I don't think it'd be difficult. He'd be great to call in because he's a film professor. He, he knows so his stuff really well, yeah. And on the podcast, they're kind of asking him, like, how do you critically watch movies? And he said something that has resonated with me. He said... Every movie is asking and answering a question. Mm -hmm. Every single movie you're watching is asking and answering a question. If you can't tell what that is, it's probably not a very good movie. So what was the question in this movie? That was what I was trying to nail down. And I don't think that it's bad because I can't figure it out. I just We just literally turned it off 20 minutes ago. But I think one of the main questions that the film is asking is like, how should we start... <laughs> Eating each other's. <laughs> Should we start a cult? I think it was like how how much can you <laughs> how much could you really trust someone? Maybe is like that. Like, I and I also think there's an element of this relationship. Like, there's some codependency yeah, issues. What, for me, for me, I think the biggest question was like, what do you owe the people you're with? Like, what do you mm. owe your community? Because Danny had her community that she felt like owed her a lot. Because who's Danny's community? Like her friends who took her there and she kept dreaming oh. that they were dr driving away without her. Yes. And that, yeah, that dream was so out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere and then it was never, yeah. I thought she was going to have another one. Well, all those people died in the car. Yeah, maybe. 
but so so Danny's community is like that, and then also this community of the Swedish people. What well, well, they'll do anything for their community. Like it's said many times, we do this together. We raise the babies in unison. Like my parents died they in a weep f- together. Pele said his parents died in a fire. <gasps> Whoa, Pele's parents got sacrificed in the end. Obviously, they left. They abandoned him. And he's like, then I was, I was effectively an orphan, but the town raised me. And so mm-hmm. I think the question, like, what would you do for your community? We're so dumb. We didn't put that together. Who are, who is your community? Like Danny jumps and, and it's just being wanted and being needed and knowing that she'll never be alone. There was a certain point when she totally. became the May queen, everybody's copying her. Even like if she's crying, they're crying. If she's laughing, they're laughing. When she picks up the fork, they pick up their fork. Like. I think the movie is is asking you a lot of questions about like community and dependency and what it means to engage. And I think a lot of the movie has to do with like culture. Like at what point is it rude to say no? At what point is it like, you know, your ideology and my ideology can coexist to a certain point. There's going to be a rub at some point. How do we interact with that? Mm. That's kind of like the vampire mythology. Do you know that you have to invite a vampire in? No. In what? vampire mythology, you have to invite them in. Like that's how they come into your home. They'll never just they'll never like break in. Perfect. You have to invite a vampire in. Nice try, vampires. And that's kind of like the the like one of the age old questions of like, is it it's rude to not ask a vampire in, but you ask a vampire in and now you're, you know you know what I mean? So and I'm sure there's other movies that, that tackle that's that. That's a so, good idea. That's a good So that's my that was my takeaway. That's take good, away. yeah. I could not figure out the question of hereditary. Well, I guess it was about like generational sin and like being subject to being a victim to things that you cannot control. But that's why I really struggled with hereditary. I was like, I just felt like hereditary it was is like family shock and awe and gore and true disturbing imagery just for the sake of like rubbing me the wrong way. Sticking mm-hmm. with me. I, I liked it midsummer more me. than I liked hereditary. Probably because it wasn't as did hereditary feel more real to you? Hereditary felt more real to me because of the religious piece. Mm-hmm. Hereditary also felt more real to me because I think I was more drawn in to what's going to happen next versus Midsummer, where I was very much just enjoying every shot for what it was. I think also in Hereditary, we get more of a depth from the characters. Yeah. Versus oh my gosh. Midsummer, everyone, because they're in such a trance and like a trip that we don't really, I mean, Danny is like the one person that we sense emotion from, but even still, like they're all kind of like, in their own world focusing on their own thing. So we're not like yeah. really I don't I didn't yeah. really find myself rooting for any of them. No, but in the end when Danny smiles, yeah. She smiles when her boy is burning and all her friends are burning. I was like, that's cool. My my big painful takeaway from her uh midsummer was like, what are these parents doing now? Like for all these I was guys. saying the same thing. I was like, did they tell their parents they were going, we're going to Sweden? We're going to Sweden with my friend Pele. Like they do a quick Facebook search. Pele doesn't come up looking on our friend. My our, mom would literally be like, Where are you going? Give me the exact longitude and latitude. I remember, he, they're trying to Google and they couldn't get service on their phones. Like it was set up for failure. Should have known. And like, also, Pele was like, "Oh, I can't tell you anything about that. You'll just yeah. have to see. You have to see it tomorrow." And they're all like, "What?" Yeah, it was a it was a real bad trip for those guys. Except for Danny. What's Danny doing now? Like, what is? I can't wait for Midsummer Two, where she's the high priestess and some more Americans. Some come. more Americans come. Midsummer Two would Timothy not- Chalamet shows up. <laughs> And she falls in love with him. <laughs> and she falls in love with him. It's like, I'd never sacrifice you in a bear suit. Like, I don't get the, I get the purpose of the May Queen. I don't get the purpose of, like, why Danny had to be the May Queen. 
That was in my what question. her role is now. Well, yeah, I mean, I, like, what does the May Queen do now? You know, there's a director's cut of the movie that came out. Yeah. Oh, man, I really wish we could have um, watched that one. Should we go find it on Redbox? <laughs> yeah, we're going to Redbox right now. Um, yeah, I, I wonder, like that that. Yeah, that was weird. But, you know, both Hereditary and Midsummer ends with someone ascending to a new role. Also, both Hereditary and Midsummer circle around a lot of nude people. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. Yeah, that was pretty brutal. I didn't love that. I think that he probably used the same actors in both movies. He's, like, finishing. He's, like, listen, I've he's got a dual <laughs> role for you. <laughs> he's at the premiere Hereditary. He's, like, did you, were you comfortable just being naked in the background? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, it felt good. That was cool. Perfect. Cool. What are you doing summer 2017? I also, I also loved, there was a moment where, like, so in the very beginning, Danny's family dies. It's very sad, and we see their bodies in the house. And then, like, she cuts, she's like having these visions of her family in the midsummer land. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, how that must have been so yeah, for the casting director, like, yeah, we need you another day. Yeah, we're going to fly you out to Hungary for this 40 second shoot. We'll use only two seconds of the actual shoot, but we need you there for a day. We're going to fly you out. And they're like, oh, okay, am I getting paid? No. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure there's some law that makes them have to get paid. well they can't speak so they probably yeah. didn't get the all the money because <laughs> they didn't have any lines no you pay them no less. no no yeah oh yeah yeah they don't get their day wage or whatever man so being mid-summer. an actor is probably so hard yeah it is hard thank you for oh my gosh Brent is an actor everybody <laughs> and so spooktober it's over landing the plane what do you think we're going back to Christmas episodes yeah we are are you excited? I'm excited to get back into what we know. I'm excited to not be so scared all the time. I'm not scared at all. <laughs> we have big plans for for the Christmas season. We have big visions. We'll see if they actually come to fruition. Just know that there's going to be a live app. Just know that find us at the <laughs> Revere Parade. <laughs> There'll be two, hopefully two live apps. Not like you can come watch us live because that wouldn't happen. We get no. I mean, you can if you want yeah. to just stand over us. Also, if you want to be on the podcast, just text us. No one has ever been like, oh, I want to be on. I have had three people who want to be on. Oh, sorry. You can't be on. You have to be <laughs> vetted first. <laughs> I love a good vetting. Yeah. I love a good vet. Said no so we dog cannot- ever. Horrible. So we encourage everyone to go watch Midsummer. I don't encourage you to watch Midsummer. What? Why not? If you like horror films, if you like thrillers, go for it. It's not going to mess you up. I cannot put my stamp of approval also, on Also, I would film. encourage you to watch Hereditary. I do not encourage you to watch Hereditary. If you want to watch scary films, just text me. I'll watch with you. Brent will watch the scary movies with you. I shan't. I get very spooked. I'm excited to go back to the land of... Candy canes and snow and, and gumdrops and gumdrops and presents and Tim Allen because we're doing home improvement for the rest <laughs> of our lives. Because you know what I do to Tim Allen? I stand him. Didn't use a single drop this episode. That's okay. We were so into it. Yep. Well, Brent, you know what they say Thanks, in midsummer. See you, ne- <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>